impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Werner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for marketing strategy, fun, sales, all that good stuff on the internet. My name is Steve Warner. I'm your host. I am joined today by a rock star video marketer. She helps people make video marketing that connects with people. Everybody needs that in a time of COVID. Kristen Jackalak, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks so much, Steve. I'm doing awesome on this Friday morning. I'm pumped. Um, I'm so excited to just have met you. Like this is a little serendipitous. It, it is pretty fun. See, she thought that she was going to get to drink coffee and just hang out and like, I don't know, surf Facebook or whatever <laughs> she does in her free time. But instead, I showed up to do this interview. And here we are. So Kristen helps people build marketing videos that connect. You need this, especially in today's age. If you're looking at her right now because you're watching this on YouTube, you probably think, oh my God, she's amazing. But it wasn't always like this. You started this like, what, eight years ago, nine years ago, you you had to figure out how to be on video. So take us back and tell us what how this all got started. So people ask me like, oh my gosh, you must have always been so good at video. No wonder you do it because you're awesome at it. Well, the truth is when I started video, marketing back in 2012 for my own businesses, I was horrendous at it. I was saying, um, every other word, there were long, awkward pauses. I didn't know a thing about lighting or audio. I would literally hold my phone up back before image stabilization, which, you know, just produced terrible choppy videos. I have had to work at video to get good at it. It's like people who say like, well, I'm not good at running marathons. Well, if you're not training to run a marathon, it's no wonder. And video is the same way. If you want to get good at video, which you should, you've got to just start. I, I applaud you for getting started. Number one, you have come a long way. I mean, she's very well-spoken. She looks great on camera, but tell us like what, like start us at the very beginning. Like you started making videos for your quote, other businesses, serial entrepreneur alert, right? <laughs> serial entrepreneur alert. So this was, uh, you know, this was back when I was like 25, I got started and the, the entrepreneur bug bit me and I started side hustles. And, you know, I'm one of those people where like, I have, I have tried a lot of side hustles. I've really worked to find the thing that I can make work. And I know that there's a lot of controversy around trying different things, but it's been the right path for me. We can go down that path if you want to. But when it came to video marketing, um, my, my first business was an app that I was selling in the app stores. And when my app launched January 1st, 2011, I don't even think they let you put videos in the app store at that point to promote your app. It wasn't until like maybe like 12, 2012 ish that you could even do that. And as soon as that feature came out, I was like, all right, I want to keep my app high on the visibility list. I want to keep this thing selling. So I was like, all right, let's create a video. And then at the same time, I also had another website where we were doing, it was a recipe sharing website. So I started making videos for recipes and kitchen tips and things like that. Because I tell you what, 
I found out very quickly, quickly that creating video content was way faster and more efficient for me than it was writing blog posts and creating graphics and all that stuff. Like it really just came down to, I don't have time to write all this stuff. I'm going to get on video, rehearse it a few times, get a good takeout, do no editing and just post that. And it's just what worked. So you just, you just like shortcutted the whole process for people. If you're listening to this, when I got started, I did the same thing. I was like, I got to write a blog. Six hours later, I've got like 150 words and it doesn't make any sense. And it's all grammatically wrong. And I hate my life. My back hurts, my arms hurt, and I want to quit. So I bought a video camera. I was like, well, I can't use my phone. So I bought went and bought like all the crap, right? And I'm setting up like green screens. And so then I spent... a like, I don't know, four or $500 later. And like my spare room is all like completely screwed up. And I make this video and it took me all day to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and then edit, edit, edit. And so I didn't do that anymore. I sold everything. And like a year later, me personally, I, I got my phone and I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to shoot a video. And I posted it and I got a client, like literally got a client within a day of making the video. It was, um, it was three tips on something. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. Um, this was around the same time, actually, it was like 2013, 2014. Uh, it was right around, it was right. Be, I think it was right before Facebook lives came out, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to know, like, you got to tell us a horror story because I know you're, you're brushing <laughs> over it. Tell us a horror story because everyone here is like, I would love to do video, but I don't look good or I don't sound good or I don't have the lighting. Tell us, you didn't just like go live or maybe a hundred people would see it or post a YouTube video that would get like buried in the algorithm. You posted a video on your app to get visibility. You were speaking awkward. You were saying, um, you didn't have good lighting. Tell us a horror story. Like, I, I want to know the pain. <laughs> I mean, the pain is real and the pain can go real freaking deep sometimes. I, I feel like the horror stories that I want to tell are the times that I spent hours preparing for a video, setting everything up, buying the equipment, planning it out, writing the scripts, filming the video. And I had one time sent something out to be edited as the first time I had something edited. And as soon as it came back, I started watching it and watching myself in this like edited, like somewhat produced video just caused me so much internal pain. I closed the video before I even finished watching it and I never did anything with it. I just like completely abandoned the project I was working on because I couldn't stand watching myself and hearing myself at, at that level. Like it was too much. I felt too exposed. I felt too vulnerable. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like it didn't look good enough. My lighting still wasn't right. My speech still wasn't charismatic enough and all that stuff. And that for me was the worst thing was to just abandon what I was doing because video terrified me so much. So how did you move through that? Because I think that's pain is always where things start to get better, right? You have to have a breakdown before you can have a breakthrough. If we're in enough pain about something, I'm guessing you're a little bit of an overachiever with your 18 businesses and, you know, all the things you're doing. So how did you find the strength to push through and be like, screw it, I'm going to get really good at video, or maybe I'm not even going to get good. I just tell people it's better to be transparent. You're going to get better. You're the stages of success. You're going to suck really bad. 
you're going to suck a little bit less. And then eventually, if you just keep doing it, like you said, you don't get good at running a marathon by going out and running a marathon. You go out and walk for a little bit, then you run for a mile, then you run for two. So take us through your journey a little bit. Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard one. Like I started off extremely shy in life. Like even my, the story I tell about how shy I was when I was 18, I was graduating high school. I had to go to the grocery store to pick up some like tomato sauce for my mom. And for whatever reason, like I couldn't find the tomato sauce aisle. So I am looking for someone who works there to ask them where the tomato sauce is, but being an extremely shy introvert, like just the thought of talking to someone I don't know causes my palms to sweat. Like I'm, I have anxiety, like coursing through my veins. And the moment I see the person to go ask, I like literally freeze. I have this like out of body experience and I just leave the store without the sauce because I cannot talk to someone I don't know. So like, that's where I started from. And, and by the time I started making videos, like I had gotten more comfortable, but I still had a lot of that anxiety speaking in front of people. And in retrospect, like, I think it took me like a year before I went and rewatched that video, a year of like not doing video at all. And I realized that that video was great. Honestly, like it was way better than anything anybody else was putting out there. It was literally just my response, like my fear, my criticism and critique was getting in the way of me doing things. And that was a big lesson to learn. It wasn't about what I thought of the video. It's what everyone else thinks. Like, like I've, I've said this before, as long as you don't have like a booger hanging from your nose, people aren't going to judge you and critique you that hard. And if they do, they're jerks. Well, that's you, you touched on three things. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out for listeners. The first one is we are way harder on ourselves than anybody else in the world is on us. Unless you are uh, like, ultra polarizing in your statement of whatever. I mean, Donald Trump, right? You're going to have critics, you're going to have lovers, but 95% of people, you, we are way, way harder on ourselves. Um, that's what happened when you first saw it, but then you went back and you realized it, right? But we're, we're hypersensitive to what we put out in the market. Oh, people are going to look at it. And we, we cringe in this, like, I call it like the judgment jail. We're like, Ooh, I'm mm -hmm. not going to do anything. You're totally going to steal that. Aren't you? Yeah. I <laughs> love like judgment. Jail. Stuck in this like place where you're like not moving forward. I had, I mean, I had clients that were multi-million dollar dentists, chiropractors, plastic surgeons, lawyers that were scared to death to press go on a Facebook live because I'm not going to look good. I'm not going to represent. Well, you push through that. The second thing that you talked about that I, I want to really pull out of that is it does like, if you have a message to share, I want you guys to hear this. And I think you're going to resonate. I mean, I know you do. If you have a message to share, if you're changing the world with what you do, if what you do is important, it does not matter whether you look bad sharing it people will resonate with it and you're getting the message out. If you never share your message, I, like I hate to quote scripture or be biblical. Like I don't care whether you're religious or not. You've probably heard the like light under a bushel. If you hide your light, nobody can see it. You're not changing anybody's life. You're not making any difference. It is better to suck, to be bad at it and do something than to do nothing at all. So you did that, right? You started moving forward. I want to hear the stories because you were like, I bought all the wrong equipment. I bought the wrong camera. <laughs> I bought the wrong lights. I did all that stuff too. 
same, same like i think everybody goes through that you're like i gotta buy all the crap because it'll make me look good so take us keep walking us through it and then we're going to get to your best practices everyone listening she's going to tell you how to do this stuff right <laughs> So it was a lot of time spent on YouTube and Googling, like how to do video at home. And there's a million and one different ways to do a video at home. And you can literally spend anything from like a million dollars to like next to nothing, depending on whose advice you follow. So, you know, I, there was, I think the worst purchase I ever made was like a big lighting rig with those like umbrella lights that have to face backwards and like positioning everything. And like, I don't know, it was just, I tried so hard to make those things work. You know, that that's one thing I want to touch on back in the day. There's so many like gurus out there. There's so much advice out there that early on in my journey, I used to feel like there was something wrong with me if someone's advice didn't work for me. So I would spend way too much time trying to make someone else's advice work when it really just didn't. It took me a little too long to figure out that um, sometimes I need to qualify the advice that I'm getting before I act on it. So it really came down to like streamlining what I do. Like basically at this point, I've abandoned the vast majority of the equipment. Like even this microphone I'm using, if anyone's walking, watching this on video, like Blue Yeti microphone, I don't use this microphone every day. I'm just using it today because I'm doing podcasts. Normally, I'll use maybe a little lapel microphone that's like 40 bucks. Those work great if you're going to be on Zoom. Um, or sometimes I don't use a microphone at all. I have two lights, two small 10 inch ring lights on my desk. And that's as far as my equipment goes. I'm using my laptop camera today. I have a little um, like standing desk platform that raises my laptop to get it at the right height. And that's it. It really doesn't have to be too expensive. All this stuff you could buy for like 200 bucks or less if you get the, the cheaper microphone. Like it, it, all that stuff I thought I was doing wasted time and effort and money that's so i i agree and like i wish i tell everybody this when they're getting started like our phones today have like better technology than people were paying hundreds of dollars for five years ago do like just set it up and use the camera on your phone you have a 20 meg if you have an iphone 10 you have a 20 megapixel frontward facing camera that's better than anything else out there you don't two ring lights 20 bucks the mic on your iPhone actually works really well. If you have a quieter room, just shut the door, right? That's mm -hmm. it. Like it doesn't have, you don't have to get all the soundproofing and all the crazy stuff that you see. Um, the laptop camera works great. You don't, you don't need to spend a lot, but the, I think the reason people do is because they're, they're stuck in that people are going to judge me. So I have to look and they're trying to ease that pain. Right. And they're like, well, if I throw money at it, you, you, got, you yes. got something to say, I can tell. I, I totally do. So like, I've gone through this. A lot of people I know have gone through this. You can be extremely comfortable with public speaking. You can feel 100% on top of your game in front of 5,000 people or 500 people or you know five executives or whoever your audience is. But the permanence of video, the fact that someone can like rewatch it messes with our heads and it feels more important because there is no like, undo once we publish that video. And we just have to realize that no one's going to go back and rewatch that video unless they got so much value out of it that they want to learn from you again and again and again. That's the only reason people are going to be watching what you do multiple times. And in that case, you freaking won, like mission accomplished. That perfect. That she just hit the nail on the head. Like the whole point of value or the whole point of video 
is to deliver value. The whole point of a blog post, the whole point of an email that you're sending to your list is to deliver value and to get them to pay attention. In today's day and age, nothing works better than video other than maybe meeting the person for coffee, but they can't rewatch that, right? So many people will wish that they could. I mean, I record most of my meetings now, so I have it, right? I mean, it's Otter or whatever. Like I tell people I'm recording it, but it's like, you never know. But video gets it two people and you do not have to be perfect. I actually, you're very well-spoken. I am as well, because I've done a lot of stage presentations and people comment on that, but it doesn't matter if you're saying, um, or have some awkward pauses. If anything, people like that's transparency, that's authenticity. People like it. So I want to hear your best practices. If somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I get that I need to use video. What's like one, two, three, just do it today that they can go do? Like, what should they talk about? Because mm. I think that's a lot of people are like, what am I going to say on a video, right? Did you script your first, like, I know you scripted your first one, but did you, do you still script? No, I actually advocate against scripting. People ask me like, oh, what teleprompter should I use? And I'm like, don't use a teleprompter. Don't can do you it. you understand <laughs> words that are, I like dog, oh, oh sorry. Like, <laughs> right? You sound like you're reading when you read. Like, you know, unless you've really worked at that skill, you sound like you're reading and people can kind of see your eyes going back and forth. Like talk about something, you know, so much about, you can just hit a few bullet points and you can fill it in from there. Let your video be one to three minutes. Like just get on there and just start brainstorming what your actual opinion is of this thing. What do you actually stand behind when it comes to your idea? rehearse it. You know, people think they can just turn the camera on and film a video. You're going to want to plan 15 to 20 minutes of rehearsal for like a one minute video. Just keep going through it until you have it nailed. Then do that one take. You don't have to do any editing. Go ahead and post it. Do you like Facebook live thumbs up or thumbs down? It's thumbs up. I mean, any kind of live video it's, it's, you know, I always hesitate on those questions because it depends on where your audience is. Like my audience isn't on Facebook, my audience is on LinkedIn. I'm a bigger fan of video on LinkedIn. It's so hard to get video on LinkedIn. Well, it's hard to get live video. Sorry. It's hard to get live. I've, I've never gotten, I, I applied months ago. People who have applied after me have gotten approved. I, I'm, I've I don't applied know like gonna five get times. I'm like, I got a YouTube channel. <laughs> I've got like, come on, but nope, nothing. They just, they don't, do don't like they don't like I don't know how video. they make those decisions, but uh, you ask for practices people can do today. Another thing I recommend people doing, especially if you're already comfortable doing in-person speaking is before you hit record, kind of like close your eyes and go back to the last time you were in front of a big crowd. Like what was the sensation in your body? How did you stand? How did you speak? Did you project your voice more than you normally would sitting inside a room in your home? Were your shoulders back? Were you sweating a little bit? Like go ahead and really let your body like get that a little adrenaline rush. And, and that presentation that performs well in person is gonna translate on video. Go ahead and get yourself back into that embodiment. Awesome, I, I think that is really, really good. Um, I'm going to share a tip that I tell people, you can yes. steal this one as well, if you use it, or I'd love to hear your thoughts, people that have struggles on content, 
I'm like, go just type in what your word is into Google and look at the top five questions. Chances are, if you're good at what you do, you can answer them, right? The same way Kristen is answering questions about video, just fire it up and say, hey, a bunch of people ask X. Here's what I think. Like, it, does that, I mean, do you think that's good content? Actually, you, I mean, you teach people content. So do you think that works? Absolutely. Answering questions is the best place to get. So what, what questions have people ever asked you? What questions are they asking you the most often? Like just get your thoughts down on paper and just share that. Just so, get it out there, highlight it, bullet point it. And like, you can always answer more questions later. If people have questions about your content, or if you didn't go deep enough, make another video on it later. Like it's really not as hard as we make it out to be. Well, that's, that's the key. It's really easy. You have a phone, press record. You have a laptop, open it up, press record. Answer, like, let yourself sound silly. Like, do a couple takes, right? Data is cheap. Like, you can just upload it, delete it, do something else. So what, I want to know how you translate this to money for your clients. How do, you, how do clients make money? Once they start posting video, what's the outcome? The outcome is greater engagement with their audience. And the ultimate outcome is more leads. People know much faster if they want to work with you after they've watched you on video, as long as you're being authentic and you and presenting what it's like to work with you over video. You know, 90% of consumers want to watch a video before they make a purchasing decision, whether that's for personal or for business, like people want video content. They prefer it from you. All right. So Kristen, if people want to find you and they want to learn more about what you do, talk about, first off, tell us what your company does because you train people, but you also help them push the content out. Correct. Yeah. So value video marketing has two sides of the business. One side is the done for you side where we deliver SEO optimized video content that is accessibly priced. So companies can afford to put this out weekly, you know, weekly video content that's SEO optimized is what we offer. We always work with you to be on brands. We help match an amazing spokesperson with you. The best feedback I've ever gotten on a spokesperson match was a client saying, oh my God, I want to have a beer with this guy. He seems so awesome. And then on the other side of the business is simple video training where I help professionals look more professional on video from home using simple, easy to use, durable, low cost gear so that you can just start recording these freaking videos like Steve and I are talking about. It's, I mean, just start recording. You're going to do really well if you just <laughs> start recording. Um, all right. I want you to throw out some gear tell people like you, I know you walk through it, but like you can totally drop guys. I know this is the biggest question people have. What do I need to get? It has to be perfect. Tell me the $40 lavalier. Tell me the uh, lavalier, the little clip on mic. Yeah. Walk that's what through, it is. It's a lavalier like, microphone. If you're buying something off of Amazon, <laughs> what should I buy? Does it matter? So I get asked this question so much. I actually have a page on my other website for this. I call it the minimum viable gear guide because it's all about the simplest, have, easiest. You said what? you didn't have any freebies. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And you said you didn't have any freebies. I didn't think of it as a freebie, but I guess it totally is. It's a great resource. It's a great resource. Where is it again? <laughs> since I was rude and interrupted you. So um, I can share this link with you if you want to have it um, for the show notes, but it's at simplevideo.training slash MVG as a minimum viable gear guide. 
training slash MVG. So the lavalier that I recommend, um, is awesome because it's super high quality. It does work better with Macs than PCs. PCs sometimes have a lot of issues getting microphones to work and it can be very difficult to troubleshoot those. But the one I recommend comes with like a six foot extension cord. If you don't want to be so close to your laptop, you can have a little bit more space when you're speaking, which is what I prefer sometimes. Um, the, the blue Yeti microphone is also a super cost-effective, awesome microphone. If you want that like podcaster look, um, and yeah, those are, those are my top picks for microphones and just use your laptop webcam. I think that's yeah, it. Okay. That is what I recommend. Let's talk about your background. Do you go live with this background? Is this, is this the background that you recommend? Like, what do you think about green screens? Ooh, let's hit on green screens real quick. I love green screens. I recommend green screens in my training. I have one on my minimum viable gear guide that I recommend. Green screens are amazing as long as you have excellent lighting. You need to have excellent lighting. You need to be on a platform like Zoom that enables green screen use, but it lets you bring your branding with you. That's why it's so powerful because you get to have whatever you want behind you. And with the green screen, you don't have that distracting thing of like, oops, I lost a finger, you know, when you're <laughs> gesturing, which is what happens when you have the amazing lighting with the green screen background, it's just crystal clear. You can gesture and it's just very natural. It's replicating that in-person experience the best. Awesome. Do you think that people have gotten better at video because of all the zoom meetings going on with COVID? <laughs> I wouldn't say people have gotten better at video. I would say they've gotten more comfortable, which is a good thing. <laughs> That's, I would agree with that. I think maybe they've gotten too comfortable um, in some places. I mean, I teach people, I teach people how to do great presentations. This is actually something I wanted to back up and ask you about. The one of the biggest things I train people is you have to show up. Your energy is going to be sapped by two to three levels due to being on video, right? So I show up at the highest level I can because you people mirror your energy, right? And if you're representing your brand, you don't want to be like talking, you know, slow and it's boring and you don't really need it. So how do you tell people? Like I'm guessing you agree. I should ask that first. Do you think people need to show up with a lot of energy? I, I think people just need to show up with what is authentic for them in the moment. And then once they get in that groove, then I think it's worth amping up your energy, but it, I've, I've found people find it too draining to start with high energy when everything else is new. You've kind of got to like pick and choose where you're spending your energy when you're working on video, but you do want to eventually get there. Okay. I think that's good advice. I would, I'll, I'll. I think that's good. It's, it is very draining when you're trying, especially like, what's my script? Where's my lighting? I got to remember everything. People are judging me. I, <laughs> yeah, I think there's like, a difference in who we work with too. Like the people I'm working with are, you know, like a sales team who just wants to like look better when they're meeting with prospects and with clients, or I'm working with people who are doing like one-off speaking engagements, but like the hosting company wants to really maintain like a level of professionalism and wants their speakers so like, these aren't people who are necessarily signing up to like, you know, do a big webinar events. I'm, I'm coaching people who, who are starting, um, just for that, like that little bit of extra polish professionally. Got it. Kristen, where can people find your brand? If they want to work with you, where are they going? 
Well, you can always check out my website, of course, valuevideo.marketing. And if you want to connect with me directly, the best place to find me is LinkedIn. Go to the show notes. Don't, I'm not going to try to spell my name on air here. You can just copy paste that into LinkedIn. I'm the only Kristen Jekyllek out there. It's a great way to message me. Awesome. Well, Kristen, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It has been super fun. Uh, we had a good time. She actually grew up not too far from where I used to live. Um, small, small world. Anything you want to leave our viewers with before we jump off of here? Just go ahead and commit to filming one minute of video today. Take that baby step. I'm not even going to encourage you to post it. Just film it and watch it. There you go. Baby steps onto the boat. Baby steps <laughs> to the mast. I'm sailing. That's all it takes. Thank you so much for being on. And to all the rest of our viewers, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Nothing has the ability to grow your business more than a powerful one-to-many sales presentation. If you're looking to scale your business, get your message out to more people, and close more sales in an easy and straightforward manner, head over to death badwebinars.com and grab your free course today. Thanks for tuning into the show and we'll see you next time.